the middle class. James is teaching today. So if you're a parent. Well, you know. Only if your kids are in that class. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sure he'll do great. Kim wouldn't trust him with it if it wasn't for a good reason. You turn your Bibles, please, to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Sorry. I trust that you all had a a wonderful and blessed Christmas. And uh, thoughts this thoughts this morning is coming out of the holidays, and uh, as a year ends and a new year begins, uh, sometimes it's a time for uh, reflection. Um, as I've said many times before, and I know you remember everything I say, so I don't you know have to repeat myself, but. Um, I'm, I'm not one who's big on New Year's resolutions. I think they're, they're silly. I don't mean to judge anybody who does them. If they're good for you, that's great. I think anytime God reveals to you something you need to work on in your life, you should do it then and not wait for a new year as a motivation. But uh, if that's what works for you, then, then, then go with it. But um, the new year is also a time, it's, it's a marking time for us, I think, that we can use to reflect and prepare and maybe consider where we've been, how we've been, and what do we want for the new year and, and ourselves and our walk? And the word walk is kind of what we're going to look at today. Um, it was something that just a, a thought that came to me one day, and I, and I decided I wanted to kind of look into it and, and study the word walk in Scripture. And obviously, we can't do an exhaustive in, in the time we have, but there's there a thought that came to me, and I thought that um, it might be healthy, and it was certainly good for me. To you know, we we always looked at you know, ask each other and ask other people. Right? How's their walk? How's your walk? Are they walking? How's the walk? Is your walk good? Is your walk good? How's your walk? Um, but do we really know what we mean by that? And do we really know what it means in our walk with God? Um, so in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and verse 7, we have this very well-known verse. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So this morning I want to consider some thoughts on that verse. And uh, even maybe trying to look into some practicalities. I think it's a verse that is very easy to read, not as easy to do sometimes. Um, It has its challenges for us. Um, So let's commit our time to the Lord and uh, pray that he will lead this time. Lord God, we thank you again for the opportunity and the privilege it is to study together uh, your word. Uh, It is living, living, it is breathing, it is active. Um, And it has something for us today. So, Father, we ask for what you have today uh, in your word. Uh, We thank you for uh, the year that has passed, and we look forward to the year that has come. And we pray the Lord Jesus will come. May we remember that uh, his return is imminent as we look forward to uh, this time. But may we consider what it means to walk uh, at this time. So, Father, we ask your blessing uh, and your guidance and your leading this morning. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Walk. We walk by faith and not by sight. You know, the word walk, we're going to kind of break this this verse down just a little bit and then look at uh, hopefully some practicalities. The word walk in itself has a connotation all by itself of travel. We walk. You get from one place to another when you walk. It's not a term of stagnation. 
or stillness. It means there's a progress happening. So we walk by faith. We don't rest by faith. We don't lie by faith. We don't sit by faith. That's not what the Word of God says. We rest in God and we be still with God, but we walk by faith. And I think it's something that we have to accept that the life with God and the life with Christ, you will walk. It is, it, is a, it is a journey that we go through with God. Life. You don't have the option to say, I'm not going to participate. You, you have to walk. How far are we going to walk? That's going to depend maybe on our faith and our, and our willingness to follow. But our whole life with God has travel involved in it. We travel from a place of complete separation from God to intimacy. We travel from loneliness to the church body, which is family and inclusion. And we travel from new birth to maturity until home. The Christian life is one that travels. And it's described as walking. From, from, the, from the Old Testament, from Genesis, all the way through. You can read through passage after passage, book after book, Psalms, Proverbs. The word walk is used consistently. And in that connotation, it's more than just a travel. God is telling us how to live our lives. You're going to have to walk. It's a matter of which way do you want to do it. There's two options here in this verse. We can walk by faith or we can walk by sight. But to not walk is not really an option, is it? I don't see one. We have to choose which way we're going to go. In this passage here, it's, it's, it's a wonderful spot for Paul to drop it. Such a nugget. It's such a beautiful verse. And where Paul drops it is in encouraging them to persevere. And he's telling them that Christ is going to return and you are secure in Christ. He's talking about how, how hard it is to be absent from the Lord, but they desire to please Him. But we're going to have to get through this life one way or the other until that time, until either we go home to be with the Lord or the Lord returns. We're going to have to walk one way or the other. So I think one of the things we need to do, if we're going to use this as a, as a self-evaluation, an internalization, um, an introspection, you know, there's some different ways at which we can walk. There's, there's some examples of, of walk. Honey, I won't be hurt if you go get a drink of water. I don't mean to embarrass you. But, um, the, uh, or send your son for something. The, uh, so, you know, there's different examples of, of walking in life, you know. There's the, there's the little child learning to walk. And they've got to hold on to something. They cannot stand on their own. And they see a goal over there, and their goal is to make it to that one, and then hold on. Right? Do we walk spiritually like that? I can't leave this spot, because this is holding me up until I've got another place to go, and I know that spot's going to hold me up when I get there. Do we walk like the oblivious teenager in the middle of the night stomping through the house like they're the only one alive 
Um, and it's, it kind of sounds like this. <clears throat> Not that I would know, but I've heard about it. Um, do we walk like the old retired man in the mall shuffling behind his wife carrying her purse, you know? <laughs> I'm in home, right? I'm in home. <laughs> or do we walk by faith as the mature, with confidence and at peace, knowing these things that God has planned? So I think it's good, it's healthy, as we use this word walk, to take some time to reflect. How are we walking? It's okay to not be the perfect mature one if that's where you find yourself. But the goal is to get to be the one who walks by faith, maturely, at peace. Not unaware. There's a reason why we have faith as we walk. Because there are unknowns, there are uncertainties, there are trials, there are heartaches. There are heartbreaks. There are all kinds of things that we need this faith for. And do we walk in it? Do we have the peace and the confidence, as Paul said, to walk by faith? Evaluate. I think it's important to realize what Paul says, not by sight. He could have said, look, we walk by faith. Carry on. There's a reason why, as always in Scripture, it says not by sight. The problem with walking by sight is your eyes will deceive you and your nature will trust what it sees. What do you see? Now, some people, I love the optimists who only see sunshine and roses and butterflies. I'm so thankful for those people in my life because I need them. Um, but the reality, when we really look around, um, there, this can be a place of fear and trepidation and concern and worry. Um, there can be difficulties. Um, there are things that can lead us into temptation. To walk by sight. We cannot trust what we see because it will deceive the heart. That's why Paul says to walk by faith. How do you walk by faith? We walk by faith by what we trust. As Brian mentioned last week, we know what faith is. So I'm not going to get into to what faith is. Just the reminder that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It, it's, it's another word for trust. Do we trust God? Do we trust God to walk by him, trusting in him? Do we trust the things that we have seen that God has done? Or do we fear the things that we see that man does? Do we trust the things that we know God does? Every one of us, every one of us, I know, I, know, I can say this with absolute confidence, has seen God do things that only God could do. Is that where our faith rests? Or does our faith rest 
in man and the fear and what's coming. Cannot walk by sight. Sight will deceive. But do we trust God? Do we trust that every answer is always right and always just? Even if we don't understand it? Even if we don't agree with it? Do we walk by faith? Or we step out on our own and say, I have to do it my way. I need, I need to secure what's going to give me comfort rather than I'm going to rest on God for what he's going to do, even if I may not like what he does. I love the, uh, for me, one of the most comforting um, pictures of, of this confidence um, is David. You know, when David uh, had the opportunity to take Saul's life, he knew he was anointed king. And here is Saul coming after his life. And David has the opportunity to take it in his hands. Take Saul's life, who's pursuing David to kill him, and then become king because there's no more obstacle. But he says, not by my hand. It will not be my, by my hand. That is an incredible, powerful picture of walking by faith. He's running for his life and he has the opportunity to end it all and take the throne. Right, So not only does he solve his problem, but he can elevate himself. But he doesn't do it. He trusts God that he's going to resolve it because God promised him he would. And it took a while. It took a while. Another great example of walking with faith, or by faith, I should say, right? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. How do they go through the fire? Did they run? They walked. Who was with them? The Lord. What a beautiful picture. They were willing to receive the outcome. As a matter of fact, I don't know, maybe I'm remembering this wrong. I don't remember a promise that they would get through the other side. I remember they just said, we're going to go. And our God is with us. And they went in obedience. And God was glorified. We have a God who went to the cross died on that cross was buried descended so that he could ascend to fulfill every promise of scripture that God would send a redeemer If that doesn't give us enough faith to trust God, I don't know what to tell you. He has not left us nor forsaken us as he promised us. If you're here, I think he's shown his love by planting you an assembly that loves you. God is always just and God is always good. So how do we do this practically? How do we walk by faith? I think there are some other examples in Scripture that use the word walk that we'll look at this morning. They're going to give us some definition and some practicality. And I can't go through all of them, but um, just a handful that will encourage us 
to how to actually put this into practice. Um, but before we look at those, I just want to share with you um, a, a translation of this first that I thought was very interesting. Uh, Matthew East, uh, in his um, Amplified Bible or translation, he translated this verse as this, For by faith we are ordering our life. It sounds like he's taking control, but actually what he means is by faith we're taking the steps that we need to in the direction we need to go. We're not afraid to go. We always have to make decisions. We can't just sit back and do nothing and, and watch God take care of everything. It doesn't work that way. Walking is a process. <laughs> but we make them in faith. We follow God's word. We trust it. We do not take things into our own hands. And then we step out and we watch God work. By faith, we're ordering our life. When we have to make a decision, which is the way that shows faith? Which is the way that's my way? Which direction do we go? Turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, please. First of all, we're going to set our minds um, to the place we need to be to walk by faith. So in Colossians chapter 3, one. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. We have to set our mind to the things of God. That's where we need to focus. That's where our priorities need to be. That's where we need to concentrate on. Not on what's you know, on the news or what's going on in the world. Not what's happening. On the things above. What is God's view of all things? If we can concentrate on God's view of things and recognize what that is, then we can have peace in all other things and walk by faith and be reminded of who this God is. That's where our biggest struggles come from in walking by faith, I think. Certainly it's a part of it, is we forget to look at God. We take our eyes off God. We put our, put our eyes on this world. And we look at our problems and our struggles and all these kinds of things. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things on earth. When we fixate our thoughts on who God is, we get peace. When we fix our mind on the things that God has done, we have confidence. And when we fix our mind on the things that God is going to do, we have trust. We can trust him in all these things. If we do not set our mind on the things above, our mind will not go there. It's not going to go there on its own. Daily time, regular time, remembrance of the Lord's Supper, all these things are critical to keeping our mind fixed on things above. Because everything else wants to distract us from him. Everything else. And it gets harder and harder to walk by faith when we do that. We can step out in trust of the one who keeps his promises. Not be afraid of the unknown. Turn me uh, back to 2 Corinthians. We'll go to chapter 4, please. 
kind of leading up to where we just read in, in chapter 5, Paul writes this, which is such an encouragement, in verse 17 of chapter 4. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Think about what they went through, especially someone like Paul, and all those things. And he goes, it's a light affliction. This is going to pass. I'm whipped. I'm shipwrecked. I'm whatever happens. It's a light affliction. It's going to pass. He's able to have that understanding because he set his mind on the things above, not the things on the earth. Everything is just for a moment. We need to be eternity-minded. Eternity-minded. It takes a little discipline, I admit. I'm not saying these things are easy, and I don't mean to read them like they're easy. But they work. They work. If you're struggling in your walk by faith, these scriptural truths work in giving us the rest and the peace to go, I know my God. This is temporary. I know what my Lord did for me at Calvary, and I know that that tomb is empty. That's where eternity is, and that's where I will be. So this is a light affliction. It's going to pass. It stinks to high heaven, but it's going to pass. What doesn't change and what doesn't pass is what Jesus Christ did at Calvary and the security I have in him and the love that he has for me. Amen? You know, and actually, you could find encouragements on how to live by the word walk in almost every epistle. It's fascinating. Almost every epistle um, has it in there. And each of John's letters, 1 John, 2 John, and 3 John, each have an expression uh, with the word walk. So let's turn to 1 John chapter 1. We'll start reading in verse 5, chapter 1 of 1 John. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. To walk in the light as he is in the light. It is a practicality in our walk. This is an an actual process of choice we make in how we live. Light signifies purity. Light signifies goodness, truth. So when we walk in light as he is in the light, 
we are upholding and expressing and sharing goodness and love and purity and all the things that are Christ. We walk in the light as He is in the light. We put this practical step into our life and we find that we can walk by faith. Because in the light there is no darkness. He is the light of the world and the light shines in the darkness. That's how we can walk and know where we're going. When we walk by sight, we're going to stumble around. When we walk by the light, the true light, the only light that actually reveals where to go, we don't stumble. We walk as he is in the light, in the light, with him in all ways and every way. Turn over to uh, 2 John. Verse 6. This is love, that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment that as you have heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. God's commandments. In this context, in verse 5, he actually said, we love one another. This is love that we walk according to his commandments. When God says, walk according to my commandments, do we trust him? That's really what he's asking us to do. In Psalm 119, David wrote, make me walk in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. Sometimes God's commandments aren't always what we want to do. Especially when it comes to interacting with other people. But do we trust him for the outcome? Or do we insist that our way is going to get the resolution and the application that we are looking for? Or do we trust God and leave it to him? Walk in love. That's a commandment from God. Do we have the real heart like David? Say, God, make me walk in the path of your commandments. For I delight in it. Or is it a struggle? If it's a struggle, you're walking by sight. If you're walking by faith, it's not that hard. You know, sometimes, especially when it comes to dealing with each other, um, We feel like I need to do this or I need to say that because there's this kind of thing going on. And what God is saying is, why don't you just love each other? Maybe not your job to fix it. Maybe it's your job to let this person know how much they're loved, how much they're cared for, and I will work in their heart. Not always the easiest thing. Do we trust him that he's going to provide? Do we trust what he provides? But do we trust him for the outcome of his commandments? Turn me to 3 John chapter 1. There's only one chapter. Verse 3. For I rejoiced greatly 
when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you, just as you walk in the truth. To walk in truth, to wholly trust God, the truth that Jesus Christ is Lord. To walk in truth. Verse 4, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. It's, it sounds so simple, and yet sometimes it, it, it always has its, its challenges. To walk in truth. Do we walk so that everyone can see the light that is in us? That is what walking in truth means. Do we uphold that which has been given to us? Do we live by and walk by and in and show and express in every way the truth, which is that Jesus Christ is Lord? If you want to hang on one truth, what does what he mean by truth? How about that one? Jesus Christ is Lord, and there is no other. And our life is his. And we submit to him and we trust him. And we walk that way, not under our own expectations, not under our own demands, but in a way that serves and glorifies him. Are we willing to accept God's answers to that which we seek, even when the answer is no? You don't have to turn there. In Ephesians chapter 2, we know, well, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You know what's great about good works? They don't have anything to do with us. It's always about the other person, isn't it? It's a wonderful way to walk by faith with God by serving others. And that's why we're still here. When we're busy with the good work for others, we're not worried about how we're going to walk by sight. We're actually walking by faith because we're trusting God for what we need because we know that he provides. And Now, we've been put here to provide for others. We can walk by faith by doing good works. A couple of last verses just for some confidence. Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, please. Going down just a little bit further. I found this uh, very encouraging. Verse 11. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. But we are well known to God, and I also trust are well known in your consciences. We are well known to God. If you need an encouragement to walk by faith and not by sight, you can rest in this confidence. We are well known to God. We are His. We are sealed. And the things that 
our sight tells us we need to do for our own provision, that we need to do to make changes or to address or to get involved in, where the the walk by faith says, leave that to God, know this. We are well known to God. It should give you the peace and confidence to rest and know that I can walk by faith because I am well known to my God. He is the one who's going to provide my needs. In Romans 8, chapter one, verse 1, he says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, I hope that as we go into this next year, um, thoughts uh, of walking by faith uh, will be an encouragement to us. I hope that we will be able to wholly and completely trust God, not just as individual people, uh, but as something we need to do as a body too. We need to walk by faith as a body, not by man, but by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit. We trust in the Lord and we rest in Him and we have confidence in Him because we know what He has done. We have seen the evidence of who He is. We know that He is still at work now. So we know what is to come. So remember that whatever happens today, call it a light affliction. If you don't like to speak like people did 2,000 years ago, put it into your own words. That's okay. It's okay. But know this, we do not walk according to the flesh, but we walk according to the Spirit. Let's pray. Lord our God, we thank you so much that we could be like Enoch, who walked with God. Of all the descendants of Adam, it was Enoch who walked with God And it was Enoch who was taken up. And we too, in the twinkling of an eye, will be caught up and changed and spend eternity with our Lord. Father, we trust you for we see the evidence of that which is not seen. You are a God who does wonders and you are a God of promise. And you are God who will not leave or forsake us. So God, help us to walk by faith. We do not know what this year is going to bring. But we do know in the past, you have not left or forsake us. So God, as we go forward, may we be strengthened and renewed and encouraged to walk by faith. You alone will be our light and our guide and our hope, and our joy. Father, again, we thank you for our Lord Jesus Christ, who has made it possible to give us all all the hope and joy that we need, and for our eternal salvation that he secured for us with his most satisfying offering at Calvary. May we glorify the Lord Jesus Christ when we walk in the light as he is in the light, when we walk in love and when we walk in truth. 
giving representation to the world of who he is. So, Father God, we thank you so much. And we trust you, and we rest in you, and we walk with you. Thank you for walking with us. And we thank you in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.